Amen. So this morning's lesson is handwriting on the heart. And what is the big idea of our lesson today? Holy Ghost to empower me to live the way God wants me to live. And our focus verse comes from Jeremiah 31 and 33. And it says, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And the truth about God today is... Amen. Amen. So we're dealing with the Feast of Pentecost and the Holy Ghost, God's new covenant. So we got we got a lot going on here in this one lesson. It first starts off talking about the Feast of Pentecost and Minister Tina did an excellent job in her commentary on the feast and we understand that this feast was also called the feast of weeks and you can find that in the book of Leviticus the 23rd chapter verse 15 through 16 talks about the first fruits of the wheat harvest how they were presented that means that when they came to church they didn't come empty you know, come on somebody so when we come to worship God, we bring something. Amen. God expects us to present him with something. You bring an offering. You bring him praise and worship. Come on, somebody. You give him your energy. You give him your attention. You give him your heart. And you give him your mind. Come on, somebody. They presented God with something. The very first, God, we're going to give you what come off the top of the shelf. <laughs> because that was a part of their relationship with God. And when your relationship means something with God, you don't mind giving God something. You don't mind giving God all of you. Huh? You don't mind putting God first when he means something to you. But he got to mean something. And it's establishing a relationship. And that's what God was all about from the very beginning. It had everything to do with relationship. They presented him the first fruit of the wheat. And they were presented with the covenant made with God at Mount Sinai with Moses. They remembered and they renewed the covenant. So we got to be renewed. Not only, and, and Minister Karina did an excellent job talking about being renewed, the renewing of your mind, transformation. Every time they came before God, there was an opportunity to be renewed. And we all need to be renewed. Yes, we need to be renewed. God, renew me. Oh, take me back to where I first received you. God, renew me. The spirit you put in me, God, make it fresh. I need a fresh touch and a, a fresh anointing. God, renew everything that you just spoke. Your word in me, let it come up alive. God, let it spring forth. I need to be renewed. My mind, my spirit, my heart, God. Because I've been vexed uh, 
why God renew me. I need to be renewed, God. Oh, my God, so that I can continue to walk in the newness of life, that I can continue to walk in this new covenant that you established. God, renew my faith. Renew me. Renew my praise. Renew my soul, God. Oh, my God, you need to be renewed. And this was 50 days after Easter. Uh-huh. So the word Pentecost means what, class? 50. It was a joyous time. Ah, see, one thing about God is he always established celebration. <laughs> oh, there was a time for a solemn assembly, but there was also a time for celebration. And every time we come into God's presence uh, and we get another chance to worship uh, and to praise him uh, and to lift him up uh, and to hear the songs of Zion, uh, to hear the words spoken and preached and taught, uh, that is an opportunity for you to celebrate your God. Everything that he's done and everything that he is. Because it's through him that we move and we live and we have our being. He is our everything. He is our all in all. It's because of him that we're still here. That we're able to walk and talk and move and do what we do. We have what we have. We have the opportunity. Oh my God to serve the true and living God. You ought to be able to celebrate. Woo! My God! Oh, that he made ways out of no way. Huh? That he brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. You ought to be able to praise and celebrate. Uh, you ought to be able to shout uh, because he gave you the victory over the enemy. Uh, you ought to be able to shout uh, and declare praise to his name uh, because he daily loads you with benefits. Uh, he looked beyond your faults and he saw your needs. Uh, he saved you anyway. Uh, oh, in spite of, uh, not because of. Uh, we wasn't good enough. We didn't measure up to everything written in the law. And he knew it. And that's why he provided a new and better way. You ought to praise him for that. Jesus. So he wanted his people to take a pause. And see, sometimes we just got to take a pause. You know, we all get in the habits of being busy. You know, we constantly moving and going. But sometimes God just wants us to take a pause. Just, just, just take a pause and remember, meditate on what God has done for you. Oh, my God. Recognize God's provision and exercise in being thankful. Oh, Minister Tina did a great job talking about exercising, being thankful. Okay, class participation now. How do we exercise being thankful? Uh-huh. Uh, Tina said praise him. Come on. How do we exercise being thankful? How do you exercise being thankful every day, saints? Hopefully you wake up with a heart of thanksgiving and with a mouth of praise. How do we exercise being thankful to God? Okay, praise him. We'd already established that. Come on, somebody. Anything to add? Hilda? We got to eat his word. Uh-huh. Prayer. Exercising. Being thankful. So it don't come naturally. <laughs> we got to 
we got to put forth some effort, right? Uh-huh. So you just ain't going to naturally go around, woo, I just thank God, woo. No, no, you ain't doing that. <laughs> Come on here. Because sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. Sometimes you're feeling it, sometimes you ain't feeling it. Let's just be for real. Huh? So you got to exercise being thankful. Uh-huh. What's some other ways you exercise being thankful? Anybody, 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 anybody. Uh-huh. Being obedient to God. Uh-huh. Telling somebody about what God has done in your life. Uh-huh. Singing songs of praise. Huh? As you go along your way throughout the day, you should be able to have a song, a melody in your heart. Hallelujah. Because sometimes that helps you get through the day. <laughs> when all hell is breaking loose on the job and in the family and the phone calls coming and all the bills just keep on coming it seems like you ain't getting no more money <laughs> less money oh when I get a song in my heart woo, and start making melody unto the Lord as I go about my way Get frustrated and tired of dealing with folk. But a song of God. The songs of Zion have a way of picking you up. Oh my God. And you started praising God. And guess what? You got your mind off of your problem. Uh-huh. Keeping your mind stayed on him. Huh? We thank God as we bless our food. Huh? Yes, trusting and believing God. We thank God for our daily bread. Oh, thank you, Jesus, because daily bread uh, is going to be a rare commodity here soon. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the price of bread is outrageous, but thanks God, uh, he's provided us with daily. We shall not be also the natural bread and the spiritual bread uh, from glory. <laughs> oh, my God, we thank him because he's a provider. He provided the people with a harvest uh, that they were able to produce uh, their agriculture and be able to reap the harvest and present it back unto God. So we thank God for jobs. We thank God for incomes. Uh, we thank God for our health and our strength. Huh? Oh, my God. We living in a time now where they got so many viruses and diseases uh, going and coming. My God. God, oh my God, then they got another one coming on the scene. They got monkeypox and this pox and this virus and that virus. And my God, oh, you got to pray over your food because salmonella and everything else. Yeah. But we thank God that he's preserving our health. Everything may not be perfect. He never promised you that it will, but he is preserving his people with our health and our strength. You able to walk and put one foot in front of the other. You ought to thank God. You able to breathe. Oh, your heart is beating on beat. You ought to thank God. Oh, my God. You better thank God for your digestion. You able to digest your food. Oh, my God. You ought to thank God 
your eyes can see. You may have to wear four eyes, but thank God for them extra eyes that I can see, that I can hear, that I can taste, I can smell. Oh, you better thank God for everything he has done. Everything. <laughs> Those little things we take for granted. Amen. You got to exercise being thankful. Uh, every day we get up. Uh, thank you, God, for grace and mercy. <laughs> you kept me in the night watch. While folks was out there geeking and tripping and flipping. Uh, they was going through cars and they was breaking in homes. Uh, God, you kept me. Oh, hallelujah. Because folks is losing it. They tripping and they flipping out. They shooting just to be shooting. But you kept me, God, from the bullets, from the hurt, harm, and the danger. You kept me from evil, seen and unseen. You got to exercise being thankful. Work in the hospital now. Huh. Oh, you got to watch your back. Because huh. upset patients may stab you like they stab in doctors and nurses. Huh. They may walk in there and shoot you and kill you because they back hurting. Huh. But thanks God for his shield and protection. I exercise being thankful. Jesus. My God. In spite of the high gas prices, at least I got some gas. Uh, and he make it stretch. Uh, can I get a witness? Uh, he make your bread and your water stretch. Uh, oh, my God. Because the food prices is outrageous. Uh, but we overcome. Uh, because we got a covenant and a relationship uh, with God. And he rules. And he reigns in the affairs of men. Whew. So it's a joyous time huh, that we should be singing and clapping. Uh, we exercise our hands. Uh, clap your hands, oh ye people. Shout unto the God. Unto God with the voice of triumph. Uh, God wants his people to come before him happy and jubilant and free. Come on here. Uh, he loves to see his people dancing. Loves to hear the saints singing his praises. Uh, loves to see us smiling and being happy and being free. Hallelujah. It's a joyous occasion. Uh, oh, my God. Because they would celebrate his provision and his principles. And it was the Jewish custom to all night study the law. The Torah, the first evening of the festival. And their children were encouraged to participate. See, that's what I like about this thing. God didn't leave nobody out. He even included the children. And they encouraged them to memorize scripture. Uh-oh. Oh. So you mean to tell me that we got to encourage our children to read God's word. Huh? To memorize scriptures. Huh? Sitting down at the table. Huh? Listening to the word of God. Or listen to everything else. Or listen to that hell music. 
Huh? Come on here. Listen to everything else. Huh? Listen to the boogaloo, the beepity bop, and all of that. We can listen to some scripture. Huh? Y'all, you young people got these fancy phones. Come on here. They like to play dumb games. Huh? They ain't nothing about them dumb. They ain't slow. Huh? Come on here. They can download everything else on their phone. You can download a Bible. Oh, come on here. Huh? Then we teach them the scriptures because guess what? They are the next generation. And it continues and it continues and it continues. It don't stop with us. And God expects us to impart into our children, our grandchildren, our great-grands because it's a continuation. Huh? It's got to be passed on. Huh? It's got to be taught. They have to be trained. Huh? To put God first. They got to see us putting God first. Huh? Because believe it or not, they're watching. Huh? That's what they see. They see you coming to worship every week. Huh? They see you reading your word. Why are you listening to all that Bible stuff? Huh? Listening. Mama, you should be listening. No. No. See, they're watching you. Huh? They emulate what adults do. Huh? So if you dropping it and, you know, flopping it and tweaking and twerking, is that what they do? Oh, that's what the girls and the little boys going to do. They're going to drop it and twerk it and bump it. Huh? But just maybe if they see you worshiping God, that'll get up here. Huh? Because this is where it started. Right here. If they see that you take God serious... If they see how important worship is for you, huh? As for me and my house, huh? This is what we're going to do here. <laughs> oh, when you go to school, I can't stand over you watching when you're out there with your friends and you're hanging out, whatever. Okay, what? But in here, <laughs> in this house, we're going to serve the Lord. Huh? Come on, somebody. That's got to be taught and it's got to be trained in them. Can't just expect kids to just come out of nowhere serving God. You didn't. Oh, come on here. Mama and them made you go. Huh? They made you sit down at the table and read the word at some point. Huh? You went to the Bible classes, the BTUs and OTUs and OCUs. You went to choir practice and to the meetings and to the... You went... Vacation Bible school, can I get a witness? Huh? You was made to go. You didn't want to necessarily go. I know I didn't want to necessarily go. Huh? Oh, it's just be for real. Amen. But it was trained in you, so guess what? It's coming out of you now. Huh? Come on, because it was established in you at an early age. Huh? Going to the concerts and hearing the gospel music being played and hearing mom and dad and them praying and getting on their knees. You was watching all that whether you realize it or not. And guess what? It got up here. Uh-huh. You remember how mama used to do it? You remember how daddy used to do it? Huh? You remember what he told you? We going to church. Huh? 
<laughs> so they encourage their children in the ways of God. Yes, yes, yes. So Pentecost had a lot going. It was a lot going on in Pentecost. We just think of Pentecost as being baptized and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it is. But there was a whole lot that encapsulated celebrating the festival of Pentecost. Uh, and then it gets down to pointing out our inability to follow the law of God. And Coco did an excellent job talking about the pool of the flesh and of the world. And it's a pool. It's a pool. It's a struggle. I don't care. You may not want to admit it, but it's a pool on your flesh because all that's in the world is what? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So it's a constant tug of war between your flesh and your spirit. Huh? A lot of times we let the flesh win instead of the spirit, but hmm. So the law, it was good. Let's establish that. Law is perfect. Nothing wrong with God's law. Hmm? The problem was us. <laughs> It ain't what he told Moses was a problem. The problem was with me. The problem was with you. The problem was with our forefathers. The problem has always been with the people, never with God. Huh? Because the law is precious. That's right. <laughs> we had to have something to live by. Because if God hadn't established a covenant, can you imagine how we would have been acting? <laughs> Could you imagine how the nation of Israel, we thought, boy, they done built up a golden calf and worshiping the calf and all these Jews. And boy, they was whoring out and having orgies. And... But what if God never established any rules, no laws? Can you imagine, baby? They really would have been off the chain. Can you, if, if God never, because let's admit it, because we crooked and evil, we desperately wicked, we nasty, we so wretched. Woo-wee! My God, can you imagine if God didn't give Moses some law? Ooh, my God. So the law in this was beautiful. Hmm? It was more than religious tradition, but it was a way to show us that we needed something that was going to provide us eternal salvation. It pointed to who? Jesus. It pointed that we needed what? Salvation. And that we needed a savior. Because we couldn't measure up quite. Uh, we missed it. Yeah, I, yeah, I missed that. <laughs> Thou shall not lie apart. I, uh, oh, I missed that one a lot. I missed that crookedness. Uh, I couldn't straighten up my feet. Uh, right, you know, Coco. Because I, uh, I was adulterous in my heart and spirit, you know. 
I couldn't, you know, quite get myself right. So in the law, what would God do? He would kill you. Because <laughs> if you didn't obey what he had on those tablets that he gave Moses on side, now you were dead. <laughs> no, no grace. Well, no grace. No dispensation of grace then. When the old covenant was established, uh-uh. No, 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 no. It was law. Huh? Just like when you go to court. You at the mercy of the judge. <laughs> they don't care about you coming there crying crocodile tears. Huh? You've been found guilty. The evidence is pointing against you. And the evidence show pointed against us. Because we were showing sure up guilty. I was guilty. I put up ten fingers, ten toes, both legs and both eyeballs. Guilty, guilty, guilty. But you ain't going in no courtroom. You may ask the judge for mercy. Huh? But how many of you know a lot of times he ain't giving mercy because he got to follow what? The law. He got to abide by the law. Huh. And so the law was a covenant that tend to brought death. But this new covenant was a way of bringing you life and life eternal. <laughs> Woo, my God. Because you didn't do what God said. Uh, not only you died, your house, your chickens, your dogs, your cats, he didn't leave nothing behind. When he killed you, you was gone. And there wasn't no memory of you left. Uh. Because that's how tight it is with God. And a lot of times we forget how tight it really is with God. <laughs> Just because he ain't killing us today. Don't mean he ain't going to kill us tomorrow. <laughs> it don't mean because he ain't addressing our stuff right now. Don't mean that he ain't finna address it down the road. Because he just going to let it bite your tail. <laughs> He don't give us enough rope to hang our own self. Huh? Come on here. Yes. For sin. Mm-hmm. To sin. None was righteous. The Bible said none righteous. No, not one. Hmm. Couldn't find one. Sure enough. Huh? Couldn't find one. Moses couldn't do it. He couldn't even go into the promised land. God buried him himself. Joshua, he went so far, but he couldn't do it. Then the kings came on the scene and the judges. Samson, with all of his power and his glory, he couldn't do it. Hmm? And all these great kings that lived amongst the people, the good ones, that caused people to serve God like the Josiahs, you know, 
huh? that tore down the groves of the idol gods and caused God's people to serve the true and living God. They couldn't do. Then the prophets come on the scene. Woo! You mean Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, huh? All these anointed appointed prophets, huh? Think about that thing. Joel, Amos, Zechariah, huh? Malachi. Think about it. Obadiah. All of these prophets. And they couldn't do it. <laughs> Look, Elijah and Elisha, with all the miracles, huh? Raising up dead folk and, my God, got chariots of fire. Transcending into the heavens and they couldn't do it. <laughs> then you go into the new covenant. We got the poor disciples. <laughs> My God, and they were transformed into apostles. And they were so anointed and so appointed and so powerful. They changed the world and turned it upside down. And to the point where God said he established his church on the words of the prophets and the apostles. And Jesus being the chief cornerstone. And the apostles still couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. Huh? We still have to see Jesus. <laughs> when we all wrap it up, we still got to see who? Jesus. Yeah, we, we, we still got to see the Lord. <laughs> Woo, my gosh. So then Jeremiah had a scripture that the Lord gave him a promise. And when God speaks something, you can sign, seal, and deliver it, whether we still living or where we dead. God is going to stand on his word. Uh, when he make a promise, he's going to make good of it. He ain't like us. You know, we make a bunch of empty promises. Huh? But I like this thing because it said, Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers. Uh-oh. Huh? He said, I remember what I told their fathers. Their fathers messed up. Hmm? Now I'm going to give you an opportunity. That I took them by the hand to leap them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke. They broke the covenant. Though my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, said the Lord, this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my law in their, in their mind. So it start with the mind and then I'll write it in their heart. That's the center of your consciousness and your will. Hmm? No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least to the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. 
Amen. So let's go to the book of Hebrews, the eighth chapter, right quick, right quick. Just want to point out something. Why are we talking? Anybody got any questions so far? Is it making sense? Amen. Hebrews 8, we're going to go down to 6. probably read on down about 13. Amen? But now he obtained a more excellent ministry. By how much also he is the mediator of a what? Better covenant. So who is the mediator here? It's Jesus Christ. He is your mediator. <laughs> Which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, now y'all underline this. If the first covenant was without any faults, then should no place have been sought for the second. Mm-hmm. Y'all understand that. Then for finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Didn't we just read that in the Old Testament? Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not in my covenant and I regarded them not, said the Lord. Didn't we just read that? Hmm. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind, write them in their hearts. I will be to them a God. So it's all about God being God for you. Huh. And they shall be to me a people. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. So it's all about God being God for you and you being a people unto him. It's about relationship. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor and every uh, man his brother saying, know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. We just read that in the Old Testament. For I will be merciful. Thank God for mercy. Shout mercy. mercy. Oh, honey, you better thank God. <laughs> I shall be merciful to their unrighteousness. Y'all should have shouted. Ooh, you should have slid across the floor. You should have bunny hopped. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! He gonna be merciful to our unrighteousness. I believe I turned around in a circle. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and their sins and their iniquity. Oh, but y'all better underline this. I will remember no more. Come on. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. Y'all better thank God for Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, thank you, thank you, Jesus, Jesus, you saved me, forgave me, you healed me, Woo! 
my sins in the what? The sin. We should. We should. Jesus bought it to pass. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just let you meditate on that thing, huh? I will remember you no more, your iniquity. <laughs> Woo! Oh, Jesus. And that he had set a new covenant. He made the first old. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. My God. My God. When you read scriptures like that, I mean, it just ought to do something to you. Um, when you realize what God has done with this new covenant, that me and you have the privilege of being a partaker. It's an honor. And a privilege because we are the wild branch. We were grafted in. We were not a part of the old covenant. It was given to the nation of Israel in the house of Judah. We had no part in it. But he opened up the door. He opened up the door. For me and you is the wild folks. The folks that serve idol gods. The folks that was dark. That was lost. My God, he busted it wide open by the blood of Jesus Christ. Establishing the new covenant. It's a new and a living way. He removed all the barriers. He broke down the walls. He made it possible for people from all nations and all nationalities and all cultures. Folks in Africa, folks in China, folks in New Zealand and Mexico, folks in the United States of America, in Great Britain, oh my God, in Israel, in China and Russia, oh, in the islands, out there in the jungle. If they want God, they can have God. Out there half naked, without a hairdo, out there musty and stanky, God, open the door. For every nation and every people, every kindred and every tongue to get a piece of this great salvation. Yes. Because of the original law. It was Joshua and Caleb. That's how tough God was. He didn't blame Duh. And as powerful as Moses was, he didn't make it. Talk with him face to face. And he didn't make it. 
doing the law and following it by faith. <laughs> so we, we, we got to insert this thing because face of the same substance of things hope for the evidence of things not seen and by it the elders obtained a you see so it's not just the word but it's got to be added faith to the word huh to make it come oh <laughs> Okay, we we on the right track this morning. This is good. This is good. And so uh, Coco did an excellent job talking about the law being written in our hearts. And it was something that she said, being rooted and grounded. Now, did y'all catch that? Huh? If you were paying attention. She also talked about being sensitive to what? The word. The word. Huh? So the word of God ought to cause us to do right, right? Huh? Cause us to examine our ways. Huh? Did I put my life up against the word? And if my life ain't matching up with the word, then I got work to do. Huh? If I ain't loving right, if I ain't forgave my sister or my brother, oh, come on, somebody. If I'm not doing that which is right in the eyesight of God, Huh? If I'm not living a life that's pleasing unto him, holy, huh? Because it's holy and acceptable. That's reasonable service, right? So my life, what I do on a regular, regular, it's got to match up with what he put in his word. Hmm? So we got to be sensitive to that. God, am I pleasing you? God, am I doing what you told me that I should be doing. Huh? It's the love of God flowing through my heart by the Holy Ghost. Huh? Am I loving right? Is my giving right? I don't want my loving, my giving, my actions, my everything I do, my service to be in vain. It is your living in vain. It's in vain if you ain't pleasing God. Huh? Because we got to get out of just ritual. Hmm? Because sometimes we get in the habit of ritual. But what about what God's words say? Hmm? And see, the nation of Israel right now, they're in ritual. Nothing wrong with ritual, because that's what God told them to do. Mm-hmm. They are blinded right now because of you. Giving the Gentiles an opportunity, huh? The fullness of the Gentiles. But the day will come. <laughs> the day is coming. It's coming, sister. It's coming, brother. The blindness is going to be taken off. And the nation of Israel is going to know who Jesus is. They're going to know him as Lord and Savior and as Christ. Mm-hmm. So take full advantage of this opportunity you got now. Huh? Because the time clock is ticking. He will turn to the nation of Israel. Huh? <laughs> I, I know we're all comfortable now, and we think we got it all made in the shade in the Americas and, you know, all these Gentile countries. I know we think, oh, we ain't nobody saved like us. Ooh, I got it. I got the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it. I got it. And nobody saved like us. I know you think that. Huh? Trials come. Come on. Come on, Elder. 
Woo! My God. But see, the Holy Ghost, the, the new covenant here, it gave you a better knowledge of who he is. Huh? It gave you that inner strength. Because let's just face it. Now, before we got saved, we just didn't have that inner strength like we got now. Huh? huh? Come on now. Just think about it. Before you got saved, did you have this kind of inner strength that you got right now? Look back on your life 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Would you be able to stand what you're going through? I'm talking about right now on the strength that you had 30 and 40 years ago. Not one ounce. No, you wouldn't. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. To be able to withstand the pressure. Look at all the pressure you go through right now. Look at all the trials and the afflictions you're going through. And you mean to tell me you'll be able to stand all of that without the Holy Ghost? Uh-uh. No, you wouldn't make it. Because we struggle with the Holy Ghost. You sure wouldn't make it without it. <laughs> Come on here. Let's be for real, class. So the Holy Ghost came on the scene in the New Covenant it was a spiritual breakthrough. Hey, yes, it got me my ticket into the kingdom of God. Mm, the 120. Woo, my God. They was the first ones to celebrate. Woo, it was a celebration going on in the upper room. Woo, my God, on the day of Pentecost. Uh, it was fully come. They were all in one place uh, and they were all on one accord. Uh, they had the same mind to seek after Jesus uh, and to wait on the promise uh, that he had told them to wait. Uh, uh, but we don't want to wait. Uh, but it's something about waiting on God. Uh, and they were waiting together. Uh, and suddenly, that means quickly, uh, there came a sound. Woo! My God, you mean the saints should be making a sound. Woo, my God, from heaven is a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire. The Holy Ghost comes with fire. And if you ain't on fire, you need to catch on fire. I wish somebody so would. That's what the old Pentecostal church you see, I wish somebody so would catch on fire and burn with the Holy Ghost. And they say, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn. It needs to burn, honey, uh, with your dry self. Uh, let it dust the flakes off. It needs to burn uh, till your countenance change, uh, till you lift your head up, uh, till you learn how to love and treat folk right. Let it burn till you walk upright, uh, until you be separate uh, and sanctified. Let it burn uh, till you have power. 
burn, burn that crazy stuff out of you. Let it burn huh? that crookedness, huh? that wretchedness, that evil out of you. Huh? Let it burn, burn, burn. Huh? Oh, let it cut some stuff. Huh? Let it mold you and make you and shape you. Let it teach you. Let it lead you and guide you. Let it Holy Ghost burn. Shalalelo bosi. Maramashana marumosia. The 120 let it burn. Huh? They went up there quenching the spirit. Huh? Closing their mouth. Y'all stop quenching the spirit. Open your mouth and praise God. Huh? They were open to the move of God. Huh? They believed God and they relaxed and they opened up to the move and the power of God. Hmm. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues. As a spirit, see, the spirit of God gives you the utterance. Not you coming up with an utterance. Not you being taught with an utterance. Huh? But the Holy Ghost. Huh? And you worry about whether folks understand you. It ain't to them. It ain't to folk. It's between you and God. Huh? And you got the Holy Ghost, it should be some sign. Huh? We talked about this. It should be some utterance. So the fire and the wind. See, it talked about fire and it talked about a rushing. <laughs> Mighty wind. Haven't we seen that before in the Old Testament, maybe? Yeah, I believe it was in Exodus. Huh? The pillar of fire by night. Huh? The cloud by day. And there was a wind that parted the red. Huh? The wind of God in Genesis, where he, the Ruach of God. He breathed into you and made you a what? He calls you to live. Power. The wind of God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being in that room where the fire and the. Woo, when was the last time we had that experience? Huh? When was the last time y'all done felt the. The wind of God. Huh? Well, the fire was so hot, you couldn't contain yourself. My God! The fire and the wind. It denotes the power of God. And it gives us the ability to keep moving. Huh? To keep walking with God. To stand, to stand the test of time. Because it does what? It comforts us. It purifies. It washes and it cleans the saint of God. Oh my God. Guess y'all don't know nothing about that. Being sanctified. Huh? That's what the Holy Ghost do. Huh? You ain't sanctified because you put on a suit and a dress, honey. You sanctified through the body of Jesus Christ, through his blood and his spirit. It sanctifies. Oh my God. 
God. That is what causes you to stand out from the rest. It causes you to be different from the sinner. His spirit in you. Christ in you is the hope of. Mm. So he got to be in there. Uh, the supernatural met our natural. The new and the better covenant. Oh my God. The Holy Ghost came to help me. It came to help you. Can I get a witness? As you go along this Jesus journey, who is your help? It's the Holy Ghost. Huh. It gave me a new quality of life. Oh, my God. And Rosetta did an excellent job talking about our quality of life since we got the Holy Ghost. Somebody said it's a change in me since the Holy Ghost came into my heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the old folks used to sing them old songs. Uh, oh, what a change, what a change, what a change. Uh, we ought to see a change. We ought to have some fruits of change. Come on, somebody. Oh, not just in the physical, but we're talking about spiritual, the joy and the peace. Come on here. Where is your joy? The oil of joy. That's from the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God gives you the oil. And a garment of what? And you got the Holy Ghost and somebody got to tell you to praise God? Huh? The peace. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Huh? How do you get that peace? Can somebody help me out? It's through the Holy Ghost. The peace of God that does what? It passes all of my understanding. Huh? That come through the Holy Ghost. You wouldn't have it without the Spirit of God living in you. And your faith. Woo! Your faith is established because of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it outweighs everything we got going on in this life. So you got to let the Holy Ghost in. Huh? I invite the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, work with me. <laughs> work, work with this old crazy girl. I'm kind of crazy. You know, I'm wired a little different, you know. Uh, you is too. And I need the Holy Ghost every day, Pastor. You, you need them half the week. But I need a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, again on Sunday. And I need them morning, noon, evening, the nighttime. I need the Holy Ghost. You hear me? I need it to talk to me. Uh, speak and lead me in a path of righteousness. Yeah, because, uh, see, my foot is crooked. The right is crooked. The left is crooked. I need the Holy Ghost to bring me on straight street. And see, that's what it did for Paul. It, it took him on what? Straight street. And if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to walk on straight street. I don't care what you say. I don't care how many scriptures you uh, sit there and read, how many you put in memory. But the Holy Ghost is what keep you on. A whole lot of folks out there quoting scriptures, just a nut is a fruitcake. But the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Because the devil quoting scriptures just like you. It keep you on. 
Uh-huh. Baby, I'll quote you. Uh-huh. With your quoting self. The Holy Ghost keeps you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take full advantage of it. Because huh? that same spirit that got Jesus up from the dead. <laughs> it's got to be that same spirit. Huh? It's got to do what? It's got to quicken your mortal body. And what is that? That's the Holy Ghost. You got to be quickened. Huh? You think God going to descend with a, with a shout, with a trump of God? <laughs> And you got to get some practice down here with your stale, bitter self, with your mean self. Let the Holy Ghost have the right of way and let it quicken you sometime. Some, some, some. Quicken your mother body. Woo, because we got to be changed in a moment. Quicker of eye. <laughs> the Holy Ghost got to make them feet light. Woo! You ought to might as well practice while you're down here. Because huh? this is a dress rehearsal. Yeah. Woo! Because I'm going to be a part of that heavenly choir. Woo! Singing and praising all day and all night. So my well, tune up, tune up, saints, tune up the Holy Ghost. Let it teach you, let it reprove you, let it lead you, let it guide you, let it comfort you, let it wash you, let it sanctify you. Tune it up, turn it up, turn up the fire. Hey, Pastor, you got anything? Huh? For certain, the move of the Holy Ghost, uh, that 120 that was up in the upper room, God still loved the nation of Israel. Yes, sir. They are still in God's heart because guess what? We're nobody up there but the Jews. That's right. And when God gave them the Holy Ghost, Jews from every nation. Amen. That means that you can't be looking down at your nose about what the nation of Israel is not doing. We can't look. But I know you nobody. You better be looking at what God is gonna do with the nation of yes, Israel. Yes, sir. Because He gonna go back to His first love. And that is the nation. Amen. And if you'd be in the second. Don't be ready when he go back to his first love. You're going to be left out. Woo! Come on, somebody. Woo! It's good. Let's take up offering. Anybody got any questions? <laughs> Thoughts, concerns, huh? The move of the Holy Ghost, huh? Ought to move you to live right. Talk right, be right, think right. The move of the Holy Ghost, huh? the move of the Holy Ghost, cause you to shine, huh? Stand out, cause we're different. Peculiar people, chosen generation.